0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash Achieve today. Down the
1: block, Andrew John Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle have won. on my Post Malone over here. Uh, I would normally have the Rubdown Boys with me for any draft content on YouTube, but uh, I thought I'd just throw this one together quickly whilst it's relevant i just want to go through uh my entire draft day not so much my draft picks but just my comp in general and take you through i'll take you through the first five rounds i'll sort of go player by player that was selected Uh, and then once we get out of that stuff where it sort of gets a little bit hairy uh and you know all picks are completely random because it depends on you know what you needed in your team and what positions you needed etc etc i'll just talk about some value picks that i thought came in each Round. So we'll go through the first five or six, we'll go through every single player. Then at the end of each round, I'll just talk about guys that I think were good value there, guys that I think maybe went a little bit overs. Um, plenty to touch on. And, you know, in my comp, same as every other draft comp, uh, you know, we, we've got 14 players in ours. I'd say probably got about six guys that are super, super keen like myself, probably six or seven guys, super, super keen like myself. And we've got probably four or five that are, you know, very just run of the mills sort of super coach players know their stuff, take it seriously, we'll we'll spend time on their team every week and then we've probably got two or three guys that probably don't take it anywhere near as seriously as myself and the other guys do that probably just enjoy getting on the beers for draft weekend and they certainly did on the weekend, they enjoyed themselves we had our draft weekend on Saturday down in the great Kayama, which was unreal, had a great time there so I will go through rounds one through to five in a bit of detail then I'll sort of talk about after that the value picks and all that sort of stuff and maybe a few strategies here and there. Obviously, I'm talking about 14 guys, uh, and I'm going through the list, just reading them out as individual numbers, so I won't be able to align them to which team and who they picked the set before and the round before and all that, but I still think it'd be good content for you guys to be able to listen to and for me to go through every single one. So round one, I had first pick, I went Nathan Cleary. Uh, The rest of the start of that round sort of went as per uh, Nico Hines, he went number two. Tommy Trevojevic, he came in at number three as anticipated. James Tedesco in at number Number four, uh, number five, I would have assumed that Latrell Mitchell maybe went there, but uh, Latrell Mitchell, we don't play. We play our grand final in round 27, which means he's got a buy in round 26. So I can understand that. Cameron Munster actually went round five, uh, pick five instead of Latrell Mitchell, who came in pick six. Pick seven was Harry Grant, sort of where I had him. Uh, pick eight was Damian Cook, which sort of surprised me a little bit. I thought Damian Cook would go a little bit later. Pick nine was Adam Dwayhe. Now, this is the one that a lot of people sort of were a bit surprised with. I don't mind it, to be honest with you. I think the guys that are past pick seven, eight, nine, I think you've got to pick guys that you think can win you a competition. Adam Dewey might not be a superstar player in our competition. He might not be the best supercoach player, but... He is the West Tigers. He is everything the West Tigers do. So any points they're going to score is going to come via him, in my opinion. So I didn't mind the Adam Dwayne at nine pick, 5'8", pretty shallow position as well there. So depending on what strategy you want to play and whatnot, um, I can understand why he was taken at pick nine. Uh, And I think he's a guy that, At his absolute best, he can probably compete with these top picks, whereas other guys, I'm not sure if they can. Jerome Hughes was taken at pick 10. I know the rubdown boys are very, very high on him. I'm not really, to be honest with you. I don't think you can win a comp with Jerome Hughes as your first pick. Scott Drinkwater at 11. I like that pick. He's got huge upside. He can have low-scoring games, but if he gets a good run and he scores well during the finals, he's a guy that can genuinely compete with your clearies and turbos and these sort of guys, especially in a one-off game that you might have to win like a grand final. He does play the Panthers in the last week. He is a chance to get rested though, so you need to take all that into consideration pending when our grand final is, round 27. Mitch Moses went 12, which I don't know. I, I don't hate it, but I uh, I don't love it either, to be honest with you. Mitch Moses is a quality player. I love him, but super coach wise I don't know if I'd want to put my entire season on him, but... These are the decisions you've got to make when you are in a draft comp and you are pick one. You've got to take someone. He fills a low position. He's a goal kicker. If he improves, you know, you could see him jump up in points. But, yeah, I'm a bit iffy on that one. Ruben Garrick went pick 13. Uh, You know, you're sort of relying on Turbo being fit the entire year. Granted, when he went to fullback, he was very good as well. I think he's just a guy that has a high ceiling. And once again, when you get down to pick, you know, 12, 13, 14, You've got to take a bit of a flyer on guys. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen went pick 14, which I really, really did not like. Uh, I don't think you'll see Pappy for quite some time. And I think that if you are pick 14, uh, I'm not sure if you can afford to wait eight weeks for your guy to come back in and then potentially another two to three weeks for him to get back to his best so the Ryan Pappenhausen at pick 14 um I know it's easy for me to say when I had pick number one and I didn't have to worry about that sort of stuff uh but I wouldn't have done it there's no way I would have done it even if he got back to me in round two I don't think I would have grabbed Pappy to be honest with you but maybe I'm pessimistic if he does come back and kill it geez getting him at pick 14 could be really good value but I'm very hesitant on that one so look um Round one sort of went as anticipated. A couple of jumps around there. Um, Probably the one I didn't like out of all of them was Pappy. I wasn't huge on Mitch Moses either. Jerome Hughes at 10, I don't really see either. I would have taken drink water over Jerome Hughes. I thought that, you know, a guy like DCE might have snuck into the back half of the top 10. Joey Manu wasn't here either, which sort of surprised me a little bit. He's got a heap of upside. Uh, But we'll talk about round number two now. Uh, And round number two, the first pick that went there was Matty Burton, which I understand he's got high upside. Pick number 16 was Valentine Holmes, so pick number two in round two. I get that, Val Holmes. I really like that. Goal kicker in a high-scoring position. CTW, a heap of upside in a good team. Reese Robson went pick 17, so number three in round two. Don't hate it, don't love it either. I'm just not sure if Robson's going to be the guy that you're all expecting him to be this year. Pick 18 was DCE, so that was pick four. Uh, I don't mind this one. DCE, I think that when uh, Manly are firing and they looked fantastic in the trial so far and when Turbo is on the field, DCE does score very well, so I can understand that one. Value pick here I thought was really good. Pick 19 was AJ Brimson. Now, obviously, AJ is moving to his preferred position, which I much prefer him in for Supercoach. But most importantly, he's a dual fullback slash 5'8". And I think he is the first dual to go that we've spoken about, actually. Uh, So to get that dual to cover fullback and 5'8", both positions uh, that are very, very hard to cover. I really like that. Ruben Garrick was our first dual CTW fullback. Uh, But to get AJ Brimson in there, I thought that was really good. I was hoping that AJ Brimson might... Might get back to me on a really long shot, Uh, but it was always at long, log odds there. So I thought AJ Brimson was a really good get there. Sammy Walker just at halfback. He went pick 20. Uh, Pick 21 was one of the greatest bed shits I have ever seen in a draft competition. I cannot believe... This guy was picked at 21. Once again, as I said, we've got a couple of guys in our comp that don't take it as seriously as others, uh, and this guy's certainly one of them. Champion bloke, but he obviously doesn't pay as close attention to all of it as we do. Pick 21 from the Dolphins, Sean O'Sullivan. So that one bowled me over when he went pick 21. Halfback, shallow position, I get it, but... I think he could have got SOS probably in round seven or round eight, to be honest with you. So uh, that's probably the worst pick of this round. Number 22 was Dylan Brown. Number 23, Joey Manu. Joey Manu at 23. I thought that was an unreal little get. Jill Brown was good too, but he doesn't play in our grand final. So, you know, I don't know. Pick 24 was Brian Toto. Oh, pick 25 was Isaiah Papali'i. A bit of a punt there going to a new club and whatnot. Pick 26, Caelan Ponga. I actually like this pick. I know a lot of people raise their eyebrows. I would have taken Caelan Ponga if he was available for my pick, um, but he was taken three before. Might be a blessing in disguise, but I really like the dual position 5'8 fullback. That's why I was really hoping for a Manu or an AJ Brimson to come my way, because that would have solved a lot of problems for me. Pick 27, David Fafita. I thought that was a really good little value pick there. I find him frustrating to watch, uh, but there's no doubt whatsoever that he's a great super coach player. I thought that was a good little get there. And I had the last pick in round two, which I went with Cody Walker uh, to sew up the 5'8 spot there. All right, pick number round number three, which kicked off with my pick. Uh, I went with Joey Tapanay. Dual position sort of covers my whole forward pack. L- reading some quotes from him the other day, I think he will play big minutes this year, so I'm going to back Tapanai in there. The next pick was Cam Murray, pick number 30. I thought that was good value as well. Tino, this was a really good get. I actually considered... Going Tino and Joe Tapane, but I wanted a guy with a bit more of a ceiling in my side. I thought Tino at pick 31 was a really nice get. Dual position. I think he plays decent minutes for the Titans this year. Nick Meany at pick 32. I don't know. Fullback slash CTW. Uh, if, when Puppy does come back, if Puppy does come back, he moves out of there. I'm nowhere near as high on Nick Media as what other people are, so he wasn't... I, I knew that he'd get overdrafted, in my opinion, so I didn't even really consider him this year. 33, Clint Gutherson will do a job. 34, another good pick here, Ola Kawato. I really like the look of him. Another one I was seriously considering. Pick 35, Dill Edwards at fullback. Um, not bad. I, I just You'd want to hope that he adds something to his game this year, which might be playing both sides of the ruck, but we don't know that yet. He didn't play in the World Club Challenge or anything, so we'll see how that plays out. This one also was was a little bit overs. Surprised me at pick 36 when Lockie Miller went. CTW slash fullback. Jewel, obviously. Playing at Newcastle. But I also just think that if anything goes wrong with KP, I think that he gets shafted pretty quickly. So wasn't really keen on the Lockie Miller pick. Pat Carrigan was nice at 37. Isaac Tunga, this bastard took my pick here. I was really keen to get him on the way back, and I thought I would. Uh, but obviously, uh, I think it's Alan here, a champion bloke in our comp. He took Isaac Tungo, which I really like the pick. Uh, I think he's in for a huge season, as you guys know. So I like that. Isaiah Yo went 39. Colin Muntungi 40. Alex Johnston went 41. And in 42 was the Hectic Cheese, Brandon Smith. Uh, it'll be interesting with cheese. That could quite easily be great value or it could be a little bit overs. We'll see how it plays out with cheese. I really don't know what to expect. I think he'll be good, uh, but I'm keen to see in a few months time when we look back on that pick, see how it played out. Round number four, pick 43, Jamal Fogarty. Uh, I thought that was good value there. I think he's going to have a good supercoach season. He, uh, you know, t- t- talking to the rubdown boys, he averaged 65 last year. He had 15 trices Like, where are those points coming from? If he improves this year, which he should with a full preseason, I like the pick of Fogarty. Uh, 44. Jerome Luai, said that I liked that pick during the preseason. I'm going to stick with that. I think Jerome Luai and Isaac Tungo would have been a really nice stack this season. Viliama Kikau went 45. Eh. Uh, then we went Mulatalo, Adokar. I think Adokar went too early there. Uh, Reese Walsh, a fullback. Thomas Dearden went there as well. Don't mind Tommy Dearden at 49. Obviously plays 5'8". Ben Hunt at 50. Dragons are going to be fucking awful this year, I think, but if they're going to score any points, it's going to come through Benny Hunt, so I understand them going for that pick. Sivitalikai, good value here, 51. Blake Braley at 52. Don't mind that. I would have preferred Jaden, and I thought I was going to get Jaden before I was stabbed in the back. We'll get to that in a second. Beau Furmore at 53 was interesting. Katoni Staggs, 54. Always hard to place Katoni Stags. You, you've got to draft him somewhere and you've just got to back your gut feel when you think he's going to go big. Uh, I did it last year at pick three, so I can't really bag someone doing it at pick 53 uh, this year in round four. So they went around later than what I did, I think, last year. So I get that. Uh, Jaden Braley. 55, I had pick 56, and when Jaden Braley went, that was one of the great kicks in the dick of all time. Shout out to Stevie Hebner, who'll be watching this. Absolutely fucking fisted me there. Uh, it was filthy to miss out on Jaden Braley. Got a value guy later, so it was okay, but I really wanted Braley. Uh, pick 56, I picked up Adam Elliott, expecting him to play big minutes at the Newcastle Knights. So that's round four. I thought Jamal Fogarty was really good value there. Uh, I thought Tommy Dearden and Ben Hunt were pretty good gets there as well. And Jaden Braley, I thought he was uh, the very good get at hook. I think he'll average 65 to 70. So I thought round four, that was a really good get. Guys, I didn't like in this round. out. I just don't know what his role is going to be. I'm a little bit worried about him. Josh Adokar, you're just relying on him scoring tries. And I'm sure he will score a lot of them this year, but just seems like a lot. I don't know, Bo right? fuck, he's a very good player. I just don't know if I would have taken him that early. But with Foz there, uh, uh, you know, you'd have to assume he'll get plenty of opportunities there. So that's round four. We'll move to round five. So this is pick 57 to 70. So pick 57, I went with Campbell Graham as the first pick of this round. I didn't have a CTW yet. I wanted a high-scoring but reliable guy. So Campbell Graham, he fit the bill there. Uh, 58 was Tohu Harris, dual position. 59, Adam Reynolds, halfback. 60 was Jesse Ramian from the Cronulla Sharks. A lot of Sharkies backs went pretty early. You can understand why. 61, Daniel Tupu. I thought that was really good value there to get Tupu. He's always a solid supercoach player. 62, Nat Butcher. A uh, bit of worry about Satili Tupanua coming back. I think Nat Butcher's locked himself in for an edge spot for the season. This was a good one. 63, granted, he's only front row forward. But Ruben Cotter, I think he's in for another big season. Injury is a worry, uh, despite getting through most of last year uh, without an injury. But it is it is a concern for me. But I think that's really good value. 64, one of the great wild cards, Johnny Bateman. Um, yeah, an interesting pick. I was starting to look at him, but I just don't trust the Tigers. And the way that this whole thing has played out, John Bateman's signed. John Bateman's coming next week, then next week, then next week, then next week. And then he arrives three days before the season kicks off, and he's reportedly got an ankle issue, according to some people the Tigers. According to others, that's bullshit. So... I've got no idea what to read into Johnny Bateman, but I do think he'll be a decent get. 65, I like this one. Ryan Madison, obviously going to miss the first three weeks. I couldn't care less. He's going to miss the first three weeks. Uh, What I do worry about is that he's not going to play grand final week, which is a big concern. But I think that with you know your Oregon Confucius, your Isaiah Papali'i, these sort of guys leaving Parramatta, I think Mato's in for a big midseason. I think he'll definitely help you get to the finals. Won't play Origin, I don't think either, so that helps. Uh, Reed Marnie went 66. Ezra Mam 67. Went a little bit early, I thought Ezra Mam, but you got to back your gut feel on guys like him. 68 was Cam McInnes. 69 was Angus Crichton. Interesting. I'm not sure what we're going to get out of Angus this year. That situation isn't sounding great at the moment, uh, but we do hope that we see Angus back as soon as possible and just hope that he's okay in general. Uh, But yeah, that was a big punt to Angus Crichton at 69. I pretty much put him on my, I I don't want anything to do with it list just because there's so much mystery surrounding it. And to be honest with you, fucking take a toll trying to keep up with that situation. It's very hard to listen to. Uh, Pick 70 was Payne Haas. Some good little value there, even though he's a front row forward. Uh, we'll go through round six as well. So the first pick in round six was David Klemmer. We then had Suali'i, Luke Keary, Sione Katoa went 74. I thought that was good value there. Jackson Hastings went 75. Uh, I don't think he's going to score a stack of points this year, Jacko, but he's a dual position guy, so I can understand him going there. David Nofalouva, 76, outside Dwayhi That could be a really good pick there. Micah Sivo, Hudson Young, Matty Moylan, Joe Offengawi, Josh Schuster, at 81. That was a bit of a gamble there. Of course, the guy that drafted Josh Schuster, his team name is Shuster McGavin, which I absolutely loved. So Josh Schuster, dual position, huge upside. An interesting watch there, how it plays out with Joshy Shuster. Api Curacao went 82. I thought that was decent value. I saw, uh, I had a few comps that had Josh Schuster going in the top 20. Sorry, that had Api Curacao going in the top 20 with which blew me away. Uh, Greg Marshew was taken. I believe you'll see him in the next week or two. So if you are a draft player, which I'm sure anyone listening slash watching this is, don't panic. You will see Marshew soon. And I took Teague Wilton, pick 84. Bit of a gamble there, uh, but I'm confident that he goes good. All right, having a look through round seven. Essentially what I'll do for each round now, guys, is I'll tell you about the guy that I picked and then guys that I thought were pretty good value in that spot. So my pick in round seven, I went Jack DeBellin, uh, dual position guy just to fill out my forward pack. Guys that I thought were good value in this round, um, I thought that Zach Lomax, uh, to get a CTW that's going to be playing on the left side, on Ben Hunt's side, I personally think that he will improve a little bit this year. I think he's in for a good supercoach season. He's a guy that I was considering. I think Murray Torlungi was a good grab as well on the edge of that North Queensland Cowboys wing. Tanner Boyd, just because he's dual position, he's going to be a goal-kicking halfback. I thought this was a good get in this round. Um, Who else? Britt Cora. I don't mind that get there. Uh, Outside of that, I think they were all pretty stock standard. I think Jake Trevojevic, there could be a bit of upside there as well. All right, round eight. The player that I went with in round eight, this is the last pick of round eight. And I think this is probably the biggest mistake I made throughout the whole draft comp. I really, really wanted this guy, but I don't know what I was thinking. I went in way too early. Uh, I got calm here from the Gold Coast Titans. I think he could score upward of 18 to 22 tries this year. I think he's going to do very well, but I'm just not sure about his base stats and how much work he's going to get through. So that's my worry. I mean, when I drafted him, in my mind, I was like, fuck, he scored four tries two weeks ago. Everyone's going to be aware of him. I drafted him, and a few people said, who's that? So I could have gone him later. Uh, Lesson learned there. Happy to have him, but I definitely went too early. Uh, Value guys in this round, guys that stood out to me. Taruva, I thought that was a really good get. It'll probably, at the moment, he's starting on the wing for the Penrith Panthers. Thought that was nice. Jason Tamalolo, I thought that was a good get this late. Josh Hodgson went here as well. Um... I'm not convinced how many minutes Josh Hodgson plays, but I think there's good value there. And, you know, if you didn't get him at nine, I'm not sure who you would. 107, I was fucking filthy when this happened. Granted, he doesn't play uh, in grand final week, but I still think Jermaine Hopgood at 107. Uh, That was unreal. If he was playing grand final week, I would have taken him round four. That's how good I think he's going to be. So I thought that was one of the picks of the draft, Jermaine Hopgood there. Uh, Who else was here? Josh Curran. He's obviously out of the side at the moment, but huge upside there. If you can be patient. um, Yeah, me and my mate, we had the last two picks of this round. I went Pierre. He went Corey Oates. I think we both went way too early in this round. Outside of that, they're all pretty stock standard for round eight. Round nine. Round nine, I had the first pick here. I didn't have a hooker or a fullback. I went to hooker and fullback. I said, who's the best player that I think I can get on the park that I like the most? No one jumped out at me at fullback. There was one that jumped out, which was Kohler, who I considered, but I just, he can go very low playing right center for the Manly Seagulls there. Uh, So I went for Sonny Luke, who I think is going to have really good impact for the Pendant Panthers this year. I think he'll be a 50-point hooker. Uh, I think he's got attacking upside. I think he's got the potential to be an 80-minute guy at the end of the year. We'll see how it plays out, but I just didn't want to have no fullback and no hooker. I'm happy to lose out on one of those spots, but you couldn't go without both of them. So Sonny Luke, I actually thought I got decent value there, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Dominic Young went 116 here. I thought Luke Brooks, pick 118. Luke Brooks isn't a superstar by any means, but to get a halfback that he gets 50 every single year. This year, he gets Isaiah Papaliti next to him. He'll pick up a few more points there. The Tigers should improve in general. We saw the um, the improvement that Nathan Cleary had once he got Happy Curacao. I think Luke Brooks could bump it up to a 60-point average this year uh, without too many issues, to be honest with you. So I thought 118 for Luke Brooks was a very good value pick. Victor Radley, 120. I don't mind it. Nani went 122. This is where I think he should have gone. Uh, might be a little bit of value here, but you're relying on him scoring a lot of tries. Sean Lane went 123, uh, which is very late, but he misses the first few weeks, which isn't my concern. Doesn't play in the grand final, but I still thought this was a good pick. If you're happy not to have him in the grand final, I thought there was good value there. The one I didn't like in this round was probably Mitch Kenny. Uh, He went pick 125. You look through his stats over the last few years, when he plays 40 to 60 minutes, he averages 30. So I just, I don't see the value in Mitch Kenny. Eli Katoa also went here, which is a good value pick. So that could be anything there. Uh, Let's go to round 10. Round 10, the player that I went here was Zach Hosking. I took a bit of a gamble. I think that he will win a back row spot at Penrith eventually, and then he'll be a gun, but I'm playing the long game there with him. Other guys that went this round that I didn't mind, Matt Lodge, I think that was a really good pick in the front row forward. I think he's in for a big season. Uh, Sam Verrills wasn't a bad get there. You just you got to hope that he plays 80 minutes and everything. Aaron Clark could be good. Mitch Barnett was dual position, should play big minutes for the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, Xavier Savage went here out for the first few weeks, and I don't know, I'm just not convinced on Savage. But he's a fullback uh, and you need to fill those spots. The guy that took him as a Raiders fan as well, to be fair. I'll tell you one that um, that at the time I went, eh, yeah, okay, sure, that's where he should go. It's value now, Max King. Now with Luke Thompson going down, Max King could play huge minutes there. He's very good PPM, got a great offload, could be handy. And Jack Bird, he went in this round as well. Um, it sounds like he's going to play 13, so I don't mind that. Liam Martin also went this round. I'm not huge on him, but I know the rubdown boys are, so he's got a bit of value there. Round 11, I took back-to-back gambles. I went Hoskins into Luciano Le Lua. I had a look at his case the other day. I think there's a really good chance that he is playing footy again around May. Uh, I think he will be back. So I've taken a bit of a gamble if he's not kicking the dick, but uh, Luciano Le Lua, if he misses the first 10 weeks, I've got enough second row forwards to get me through that time. And it it probably leans to me thinking that he won't play origin. He'll have a 15-week season. Uh, He probably plays at the back end without getting rested compared to the other guys who played the first 10 weeks. So I don't mind that. Uh, Will Warbrick went here. I thought that was a good get. I think he'll be a good player. Christian Welsh. uh, Isaac Thompson went here as well. 146. I was really looking at him because I had Campbell Graham. Would have been a nice stack. Made a bit of a mistake there. Matty Tomoko, 147. I thought this was a great get. I actually went to get Matty Tomoko the round before. Uh, Typed him into my filter and couldn't find him. So I was filthy uh, when he went a couple of picks later because he was still there. I would have taken him, but I liked that pick. Uh, Remus Smith went here. Eh. Hayes Perrim is a gamble. I don't know. Uh, Taylor May also got auto-drafted this round. So uh, one of the boys had a bit of a bed shit there. He had a couple of troubles, old Petey. Uh, Tough knock for him. But yeah, the picks that I liked here the most... Probably Tomoko and Isaac Thompson I thought were really good picks there. Um, and I think my Leilua pick could be a good one if it all plays out. Round 12. A couple of speculators to start off with. Hamiso, Cooper Johns. I don't know. I don't see Cooper holding onto it long term. Maybe they move Schuster back to the edge or 13 if Cooper does well enough, but I'm not sure if I can see it, to be honest with you. Tommy Gilbert went here, dual position, not bad. Egan Butcher went here, obviously worries about Angus Crichton and whatnot. Will he hold on to that spot? I personally think he will. Um, the information I've received over the last few days, I think Egan Butcher will stay in that spot, so I really like that pick. That could be one of the value picks of the draft at 162. Alamotti went here, I don't mind that. Uh, Hadawira Naito was drafted, funnily enough, by the weak gutted dogs in my team, in my comp. Uh, He's been named at 13 this week, so you might see him hold on to that spot. I'm not convinced, but it's a gamble I'm always willing to take. Uh, And my pick in this round was Tommy Talao. Needed some CTWs. Just thought outside Dewey and Bateman, he's probably the best option there, but one that I wasn't stoked with, to be honest with you. But that's the uh, reality of deep comps. Uh, Round 13, my next pick was Corey Horsburgh, dual position guy. I think he plays decent minutes for the Raiders this year. Uh, Marataneh Corey went straight after that. Don't mind that pick. Think he should play big minutes for the Warriors. There could be good value there. Isaiah Cattell went here. Another one that I wanted to grab, typed him into my system. Couldn't fucking see him. Blew up Deluxe when he was drafted. Two picks later, I think by the same guy as well. Uh, Who else went this round that was interesting? Jaden Campbell. I don't know about it. Um, Raymond Fitala Mariner at 179. Good value, especially now that Luke Thompson's injured. Jacob Little at 181's got potential. Ryan Sutton was taken as well. So with this Luke Thompson injury, there's a few guys that could win out of Raymond Fitala Mariner, Ray Sutton and Max King. Best pick of that round. Um, tough. Maybe Murata Corey. I thought that was a good get if it all works out. Uh, yeah, no real, uh, probably Raymond Fytala-Marin. I think he's in for a good season as well. Uh, we are obviously getting into the late rounds, guys, so it is going to get a little bit grim, and value is going to be hard to find, but this is where the gambles start to come in.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Jeremy Marshall King went this round. Eh, don't love it. Stefano went this round. I like it. Good value there. I think he's got upside. Uh, Luke Metcalf is a little stash. I don't mind. Uh, who else have we got? Josh Wong as a stash. Eh, I just don't think the minutes are going to be there. Uh, Tomato Martin went this round to get a fullback slash 5'8", who's playing every week. I thought that was pretty good to get him there. Jazz Tavanga was there. Uh, I ended up just needing a fucking fullback. I had to just find someone to play at fullback. Uh, not happy with this pick in any way, shape, or form, but... I figured he'll goal kick his dual position uh he's playing first grade so i went for jermaine asako and uh because my forward pack is so stacked and my halves are so stacked had to give somewhere and unfortunately fullback turned out to be the position so uh hopefully we can find a fullback as the season goes on round 15 i had first pick needed ctw uh, went for sebastian chris uh later came out that he was playing fullback so that was a little bonus we'll see how he goes there other guys who went this round Royce the choice Hunt don't mind that uh Paul momorovsky uh, I don't think he's going to be in the side um Chad Townsend he went pick 208 so that's what round 15 um yeah Tom Flegler could be okay he's leaving the club Daniel saifidi went this round if that works out the value there could be fucking unreal But yeah, no one really jumped out this round, to be honest with you. Uh, All a bit of filler. Jojo Fafita from the Titans, I don't mind that yet. Uh, I think the guy with the most upside here is definitely Daniel Saifidi at pick 205. Whoever got him obviously left their front row forwards till late, but decided, you know what, I'm going to try and get the best front row forward out of all the guys that have been left to the very end, which I actually don't mind that play, to be honest with you. Uh, Let's go to round 16. I think we've got three more rounds to go. Guys that went here, Anthony Milford went here. Uh, There was rumours circulating that he wasn't playing for round one. I already knew at that point he wasn't, so I didn't even look at him. Uh, Wonga Blake went here, Avarillo, Rudolph, Hess, Twal, Jacob Saifidi went here as well, so I don't mind the Jacob Saifidi pick. Uh, You can get value out of that. And my pick here, I went a big gamble. We just spoke about front row forwards that, uh, you know, someone obviously had the plan to leave front row forwards until the very end but then to be able to grab you know the best of those guys I took a gamble in round what is it 16 um, for Jesse McLean who I think can eventually be a winger for the Penrith Panthers this year so I'm going to hold him long term Use him as an AE, VC sort of play throughout the year. And I think eventually he'll get a spot in this team. If not, during origins, suspensions, injuries, I think you'll see him here and there. So uh, not much jumping out from that round. Probably the value guy uh, was probably Jacob Saifede, two Saifede's in a row, if you get the best out of them, which I'm really not confident we will. So we'll see how that plays out. Lindsay Collins, I thought was a good little grab too at 219 Toby Rudolph, not bad. Mo foddle has got potential. Uh, Yeah, I think that when we look back at the end of the season, if my guy Jesse McLean gets a shot in this side, I think he could be the best pick of that round. Round 17 started off with my pick. I went Jackson Ford. Uh, He's been named a star for the Warriors, but he's got a lot to overcome still. You've got Mitch Barnett, who's traditionally an edge guy, playing in the front row. Uh, You've got Curran coming off the bench, who traditionally is a starting back rower. And you've got Dylan Walker who plays 13. So a lot of mouths to feed for the New Zealand Warriors. We'll wait and see what Jackson's forwards uh, minutes look like and his role looks like. He's got potential to be a great pick at pick 17, but yeah, a lot of obstacles to overcome there for him. Uh, Who else went here? Charlie Staines, Dory, Nathan Brown, Jacob Preston. Uh, I think there's a world where he could start for the Canterbury Bulldogs in round one. And if he's not round one, I think he could be pretty soon. So I reckon there's a world where Jacob Preston turns out to be the value pick of round 17. Who else do we have? Ravaloa, Watson, Flano, Nick Kotrick, Jack Murchie, Dylan Walker. Blake Moser was picked at hooker. I really like Moser. I think he's a very talented guy, but... I think best case scenario, he's in a job share with one of the other 15 hookers up at the Broncos. So doesn't really jump out at me. So uh, probably the best pick of that round, I think, could be Jacob Preston. I think he's the gamble with the most upside. And pick 18, the last round, which I had the last pick in, Mr. Irrelevant, which I'll unveil very soon, a Gold Coast Titan. Uh, who went in this round? Tom Burgess, Kurt Mann, Valia, Montoya, Sadrugu, my boy from the Cowboys, I was spoken about a little bit. Bit of upside there. Are we going to see it? I don't know. Elliot Whitehead went in the last round. I don't mind that. Uh, He's not a superstar, but to get him in the last round is pretty good. Um... Connor Tracy, Paseka, Cody Nicarima. I thought Sean Kepi, uh, dual position guy that was got in the second last pick of the draft, wasn't bad. Uh, For me, Mr. Irrelevant, which of course is a reference from the NFL. The last man picked on draft day. I had that pick. I picked a front row forward. I've actually dropped him since, but I do think he's in for a good season. I just saw value somewhere else. Jermaine Joliffe, who... uh, I think whoever picks him up could have a very good front row forward on their hands there. I think he'll be a 50-point guy this year. So I actually didn't like dropping him, but because I've got so many dual position guys in Jack DeBellin, in Corey Hallsborough, in Joe Tapanay, there was no real point me holding onto another front row forward and I've got two RFs falling out of my arse. So uh, Jermaine Jolof, I actually think he should have gone earlier than that and I think he'll be a really good pickup for someone, uh, but I couldn't hold on to him. So he is Mr. Ele- Mister Relevant for 2023 in the Ash Graham memorial cup so guys that is our draft day went through every single pick essentially for you guys the value picks in certain spots let me know is there anyone that stood out for you that was a value pick that you heard me talk about there um i thought about putting up on the screen the every single list but Honestly, I don't have fucking time. So I apologise for that. Busy, busy week. Uh, but yeah, that's all of our picks from draft day. Uh, hopefully the boys are in my comp, were listening and I razzed a few of them. That'd be a giggle. Let me know who you think was the best value picks and who was the worst pick. If you if there was a worse pick than Sean O'Sullivan. very, very keen to hear it because I thought that was one of the great implosions of all time. Let me know in the comments though, guys, the value picks and the guys that you did not like.